yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, you tell. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Man, we're live on Radio Row here mm. in Atlanta, Georgia for the Cricket Wireless Celebration Bowl. 2021. It's been two years. We're back. And we have two guests. We'll get them, bring them in shortly and, and get them to tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, Colonel Greg, let me, let me get that right in turn because he, he's looking the part. Yeah, ain't very much <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I wish I could be that clean. Captain Captain, Graham. Captain. Yeah, you know those titles in terms of the You get it right there. They put it out there. Man, what you doing? You, you, you earned that art? No, 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 no problems. <laughs> Captain. Um, so with that going on, welcome to the show inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Mike is still on assignment. He's got um, delayed in terms of his flight. You know that, how that happens. So he'll be in here this evening, and we'll haze him a little bit there in terms of what that <laughs> looks like. Charles, tell him how you doing. Doing well, doing well. Uh, back here on Radio Row again. Uh, looking forward to an exciting Celebration Bowl. Uh, Jackson State 11-1 coming in. Uh, South Carolina State 6-5. and Plenty of matchups that we're going to get into during the course of the day, but uh, a tremendously festive atmosphere from uh, the banquet last night at the College Football Hall of Fame uh, to uh, the teams uh, touring Coca-Cola. I mean, it has been a first-class uh, representation of the SWAC and the MIAC here at the Celebration Bowl. This is Dr. Ville, Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Welcome to Episode 221 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, radio show and podcast, a special segment as we're on Radio Row, as you heard. The show is covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. From institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming live Radio Row in the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. With that, let's get started. Bring on our guest officially. Uh, as we said, we have Captain Greg. Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Hometown product of Florence, South Carolina. Uh, been in the Army now about 14 years. Uh, coming up on my 14th year. Thank uh, you for your service. I appreciate your you support. You. I pre- appreciate it. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, graduate of North Carolina A and T, Aggie okay. Pryor. Of course, Pryor. <laughs> yes, indeed. Got my bachelor's in African American history. Uh, oh, attempted, you know, multiple attempts to play semi-pro basketball. Playing for, you know, multiple All Army basketball, post teams. You know, just trying to stay in the groove. You, uh, what position did you play? Did you play with that Aggie program? Oh yeah, before Aggie, you went? Aggie Pryor, Aggie Pryor, Aggie, <laughs> Aggie hoops. Uh, so I went to A and T, uh, 2006, seven and eight. Graduated in 2008. Okay. Uh, got my, like I said, I got my bachelor's in African-American history. Uh, then I joined the Army shortly after. Um, I enlisted in 2008 uh, for about four or five years. Then I went to OCS, uh, officer school graduate. 
And then now you see before you right now, company commander, Captain Greg from the recruiting company in Florence, South Carolina. Bad boy. Well, let me ask this question. How, how did uh, playing uh, basketball kind of prepare you for your career in the Army? Honestly, just always given that, well, we have this, we have this terminology at A&T, what Aggies do. Mm. Um, and it's pretty much where, you know, you, get, you give it all you got, no matter what. And you, no, matter if you, no matter if you're facing adversity or you're just, just good at what you do. Sure. So it, it naturally prepared me for everything. A&T prepared me for anything the Army could offer to me. That's awesome. That's Charles Bishop there. Um, as we get back into it, let me go back a little bit in terms of growing up uh, in South Carolina State. South Carolina, excuse me. Mm -hmm. But you had the choice of South Carolina State, I'm sure, North Carolina A&T. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the recruiting process. Who other may have been options out there for you? Well, I went on a couple visits coming out of high school. Um, so I went to a prep school in Texas after I left South Carolina my senior year. I went to uh, Heritage Christian Academy. Um, yeah, had one yeah. great teammate in Von Keaton Wafer. Very familiar. Yeah, yeah. Heritage Christian Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, my teammate Von Wafer, Von Keaton Wafer, he played at Florida State. Mm -hmm. um, and then he went to the pros. Um, it, it was a... It was it was not as much as you would believe. I mean, I went on a few visits. I went to Hampton. I went to uh, okay. uh, Florida State. I went to uh, what was it, uh, Virginia University of Virginia, um, and then I injured my foot at one of the tryouts. Um, so I went to a JUCO um, back okay. in Texas, and then I got a what JUCO in Texas? Millen College. Yep. I was, yeah. I was actually there the same year as Cam Newton. Cam Newton. That's yep. what I yep. said. Yep. Yep. Same yep. year he was so there. So I went to undergrad at Prairie View. Okay, so yeah, all yeah. that area, so very familiar. I, I live all in Houston about now. It. He lives in Houston now. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I know all about it. So, so. went there, uh, left from there, and went to Lincoln Trail in uh, Robinson, Illinois. Um, and then from there, went to A&T, full scholarship, 2006, 7, and 8. Awesome. So how many full seasons did you have at A&T? Three. You had the three. Okay, red so shirt, I red my first year there uh, because it. of the transition, and then I played my last two years. Good. So what kind of numbers you put up? Let's, let's talk about the ball. I mean, I ain't going to say I was no whole. No, you still you got skills. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to try to say whether you're all the fame. We just want to know what you, what you do, what you work with. I mean, I'll say uh, because, you know, of course you got to work your way up and yep. build, build oh. up to it. Uh, so I, I had a decent – First year there, and then my senior year, we, it was just competitive. You know, it, it's, it's a lot of dogs around that campus, you believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So during that time, A&T was pretty competitive in terms of the MEAC. Oh, Obviously, yeah. you had your general North Carolina Central, that rival with the Eagles as they were going through it. Hampton, as you talked about, they were still in the conference at the yep. time. Yep. Uh, Morgan State, Bozeman, ruining time. So who, where were you in terms of the total facet of the men program ranking-wise? Um, so my first year there, uh, we finished number three, I believe, in uh, 2006. Uh, 2007, I think we finished. We we went to the MEAC championship. We played at the MEAC championship. We lost at the buzzer by two. Yeah, I remember that night. You, you can't, you, you yeah, can't forget that. You can't forget that. Heartbreaking. I know. I, I, well, I'm always curious about the dynamic in terms of you, you grew up in South Carolina, but you have all these HBCUs uh, between uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. But just Oh, yeah, uh, College Row. Yeah, just yeah. kind of navigating that space. What was that like uh, being? from that part of the country oh man uh the hbcu environment in that area mm -hmm. is just overwhelmingly great uh it just provides so much opportunity um just awesome. to like i said meet different people i have lifelong friends right now from sure. just being an a t graduate sure. um that 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 environment is just different 
It's, it's unexplainable how different it is. It's the culture. No doubt about it. Let's speed it forward a little bit. Now you're here with the Celebration Bowl. Army is partnering with the Celebration Bowl, that part of it. But you talk about those long-lasting friends. Connect us in terms of those friendships, in terms of who you have with us as well. Well, uh, the Army and just being here is, is about diversity. The Army is about a diversity. We, you know, we're, we're excited about being here, um, just, just as a representation of what the Army can offer young African-American males and females from these HBCUs. Mm -hmm. Me being a walking product of it, I can tell you from experience, it's just a great opportunity. Sure. You know, like Prairie View has our, our ROTC, Navy ROTC, I mean, program. Mm -hmm. Uh, no South Carolina State is big. A and T has that as well. Oh I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, time yeah. playing basketball do both. But. Yeah, A and T has it. Um, we used to be doing basketball uh, conditioning during preseason, and we'll see them out there running. I was like, Nah, not me. <laughs> not <laughs> me. <laughs> but you look at look at me now, and I'm like, Oh man, look at God, right? <laughs> <laughs> so connected. How did this happen in terms of eventually? Look at you now. Well, uh, so I had a I had a great mentor in uh, a police officer back home, Terrence Caraway. Um, he uh, got killed in duty a couple years ago, um, but he I came home from college, graduated from college, and you know he was a prior service um, Air Force as well. So he pretty much you know he saw how uh, distraught I was about not being able to play professional after college or whatnot. Um, so I was at home. Uh, he pretty much walked me to uh, one of the recruiting stations and was like, make a decision. <laughs> um, but luckily, because I, I had the basketball background, um, he put me in contact with the All-Army Sports Program, um, where it allowed me to still be able to play basketball throughout my Army career, um, which I'll still continue to now I'm playing for um, Fort Bragg's post team. So it, it, it's, definitely, it's definitely great. It's a great opportunity. So tell me a little bit of how you enjoy the festivities thus far. Um, in terms of being connected with the event? Oh, man. It, it's just exciting. Um, so typically, you know, my album, my other A&T, we always here. We're, we're always here um, being in the Celebration Bowl. Um, so the, the culture, the environment, the energy, it, it never wavers. Never wavers. Even if, without us being in here, Jackson State bringing about 60,000 people, selling out the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Getting yeah. getting on ground last night, seeing all these people, seeing the culture, seeing the energy. It, it, it's a whole, uh, how do they say, a whole vibe. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, as they say, for the culture. For the culture. Uh, with that, obviously, you don't want to get too in this. Leaders make decisions, and you follow those decisions. Mm -hmm. Is there a part of you that kind of misses the fact that A&T was not in the MEAC with the opportunity to be here? Uh, kind of. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. That's fair. I'm always be MEAC. Okay. That's fair. I'm, 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 I'm always be MEAC. Yeah. Um, whether, you know, whether the Aggies are represented here or not, we're still here in heart because this is our baby. Uh, like, like Coach says, show me my money when we get that win. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's a classic. That classic. Will, that will never go away. With classic. Who do you have here with you? Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ms. Shannon. How you doing? Um, my name is Shannon Lindsay. I'm the Advertising Public Affairs for um, Atlanta Recruiting Battalion, and we're one of the major sponsors for uh, the MEAC SWAC Celebration Bowl. So um, we invited uh, Captain Greg to come down because of his experience with the uh, HBCUs and experience with being an Army officer in that transition to relate to HBCUs and also playing in uh, a high level of sports. So we just saw that connection and how he can relate to being 
a Army officer and also playing the sports and being a, a world-class athlete. So we invited him down to come down and just represent for the culture, as you guys said. Ah, so no we just wanted to make sure that he uh, came down to represent. Uh, even though he doesn't fall in our footprint, we represent the state of Georgia. Um, he falls up on the South Carolina, but South Carolina's represented the MEAC SWAT. So we, we wanted him to come down and participate. Makes awesome. sense. Well done. Well done. Uh, before we get you out of there, I know you have a busy schedule. I appreciate you taking your time with this. Ask you first, anything that you want to get out to the people that we may not have discussed, and then we'll follow up the same okay. question for you. Yep. Uh, one of the main reasons the Army partnership with the MEAC SWAG is because we want the Army to represent what the United States looks like, which is diversity. Um, and we're big on diversity in the United States Army. And having that um, Army representation, especially with our Army officership and that leadership, um, we need the Army to have that diversity in our leadership and growing our Army officers to be those generals, those leaderships, those people that are out front telling others what to do, how to follow, how to be... Uh, mentors in the United States Army. So that's one of the main reasons we partnership with the college atmosphere. So that is one of the main reasons. And we want that diversity to continue to grow. I really appreciate that you yes, talk about it from that perspective, because oftentimes we don't share that history enough in terms of where we're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we are part of the legacy of this country, no matter what you look at it. In fact, you know, I have a direct connection with my grandfather. Jaffus Pitt Cavill, um, senior, was the first Army ROTC graduate of Prairie View A&M University. First of two that graduated with that class um, at Prairie in the 40s uh, went over there. So I have a great and immense appreciation of what you all are doing protecting this country. Last comment there. Go ahead. Um, so like he said about diversity, I, I, I take pride in being a walking product of j exactly that. Um, so being in my hometown, uh, I, I really, a lot of times when I'm speaking to the youth in the schools and in the community, I try to harp on the fact that I am a walking product of exactly what they're facing daily. Um, so I carry myself as such. Um, and just being able to show them, because, you know, to, in today's age, these kids, they, they don't want to hear all the talk. Sure, sure. You got you to show them. You got to show them. Yes, indeed. You got to show them success. Um, so I stand on being a walking product of success from, from where I came from. That's awesome. I really appreciate not, it. Not a product of, of my environment, right. but a product of what I stand for. Yes, indeed. That's and awesome. You stand well. We appreciate it. We stand with you and for you. Appreciate it again. Thank you for your time. This is Dr. Cavill, Inside HBCU, showing you a little information about Captain Craig. I appreciate you. Army. Appreciate it. Well, take care. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get right back to it and get into some of the action and talk and see if we get some other ones. Uh, what was that you just did there? Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> oh, God, more alphas. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, indeed. A5, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. I'm going to take a break here. Hope you enjoyed the interview there. We got a little excited there in terms of that. So go ahead. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. 
We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.melvetboutique.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab here on Radio Row in. Atlanta, I started to say Houston. It's been a long week already. Yes, indeed. Um, we're having um, guests setting up here, so we'll bring in Brigadier General Davis. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I am well. How are you? Awesome. Well, pretty good. Let's jump right into it. Tell All us right. a little bit about yourself. Why the Army? How did you get in uh, deciding to go to the Army? And before we do that, let me say thank you for your service. Oh, you're very welcome. So my name is Brigadier General Daphne Davis. I'm the Deputy Commanding General for Support for the United States Army Recruiting Command. Quite honestly, I uh, wish please. that I had joined oh. the Army out of some uh, patriotic convention, but it was all about the money when I started. I understand. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth, right? <laughs> I was a college kid, didn't want to work fast food, and they said, hey, if you take this class called ROTC, we'll give you $100 a month. Wow. Sign me up. And there, there I was. Go. Look at it and look where you are now. I know. You couldn't have told me this 30 years ago. <laughs> well, that, that's an interesting question because um, when you take a look at rising through the ranks 
uh, of the Army to, to uh, get to the position that you're at now. Talk about that process and, and how you went about uh, making it happen. So I'll tell you that throughout my career, it's quite honestly, it's simple. Let God lead and keep plugging away. Mm. That's it. You know, hard work, due diligence. And one of the good things about the Army is that they do reward hard work and due diligence. Mm -hmm. You get rewarded and you get promoted, and here I am. Wow. Before we transition a little bit in terms of your experience uh, over this week in terms of the Celebration Bowl and, and why the connection and why, why that makes you, tell us, it's my understanding that you have a connection with HBCUs yourself. A bit I do. I do. My baby boy is a HBCU college student today. He's a North Carolina A&T Aggie Pride. All right. and, uh, guys all over the place here. I, isn't that right? <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> And um, he's also signed up uh, for the ROTC program, and when he graduates and uh, finishes his degree in psychology, he'll be an Army officer as well. That's got to be a proud legacy to continue that. Oh, absolutely legacy. it is. As I shared with the last guest we had, uh, my connection with this, my grandfather was the far first of two Army ROTC graduates of Prairie View uh, when they started the program in the 40s. Oh, wow. So it's a huge legacy for me in terms of making that connection. Absolutely. So when we talk about that, historically, um, where you are, it, you know, we don't always want to frame the history, but mm -hmm. in a lot of ways you're making history in terms of where you've been able to travel your path. Talk about the importance that may bring outside of yourself um, to the bigger picture. Uh, absolutely. So, you know, sometimes people ask me why I do it, and uh, besides the fact that I'm having fun, I do it because your grandfather did it, mm -hmm. right? I did it for him. I did it for my grandfather, wow. and I do it for my son, and I do it for all of those other brown and black young men and women that need to look up and see it's possible. It's possible, and I can do great things. I don't have to stay stuck, sure. and that's why I do it. With that sporting context, are you a sports fan? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, don't ask me to pick between no, the teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it. We don't do that either. <laughs> we do analysis, so we don't even pick. So you're, you're fine with it. All right. We just want to talk about what do you enjoy about the game? What do I enjoy about the game? Mm -hmm. I love football just because of the excellence. Those wow. athletes on that field, when you talk about self-sacrifice, that they've done to get to where they are. When you talk about discipline, boy, I see a brownie, and I just, boy, it's hard for me to pass that brownie up. But those athletes out there on the field, their diet, their exercise, the discipline that they put in to become the, pro, the, the, the excellent athletes that they are, it's unreal. It's unreal to see them perform, and I just enjoy it. I don't. I don't feel as bad now because I, I can't know, pass I up a pass brownie. Up brownie exactly. I can't. I can't pass up a brownie. <laughs> what, what has your experience been here at the Celebration Bowl? Ah, uh, what has my experience been? I have just had a blast. Just quite honestly, I have just had a blast. I'm here. I'm supposed to be working, and I'm like, this is too much fun. <laughs> this is too much fun. That's I'm just awesome. having a great time talking to people, and it's it's just a joy to be here. And I'm I'm honored that uh, we were invited to attend. No doubt about it. Um, we could hog all the times, so but I understand they also want to make sure that you can talk with some of the other radio role folks. But so final question we have for you is anything that you want to share that we may not have asked in terms of just to provide some information for those that are watching? 
Yeah, you know, what I would share is I, I often hear that the Army is not for a black man or the Army is not for a black woman, and, and I would have to say that that's uh, false. I would say that there's some misrepresentation out there, and I would say that uh, the Army in and of itself uh, highly values diversity. Uh, the Army is getting better at diversity every single day, and if we're walking away from that opportunity, we're failing ourselves. We're failing ourselves. I agree with that. I, I like the fact that you never know what people's facet in life and what direction they want to go. Absolutely. So all opportunities should be on the table. And we want to thank you again for your service. Thank you for representing us in terms of this country, us as people uh, of African descent, and as a woman. So appreciate all that, that you do and will continue to do. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you both. This is Dr. Cavill inside the HBCU Sports Lab as we transition there, uh, get it going. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, exchanging some cards here. Yes, Appreciate uh, that information there. So before we get into some of this action as we're getting going, it seems like they're bringing some players in here for yeah, us to talk like to as well. So we get into action. How has your experience uh, been here? Uh, it's been tremendous, Doc. I mean, when you stop and this think, is different for you. It's, it's completely different for me. I mean, to uh, you know, be uh, come here and and my boyhood team is here uh, here at the Celebration Bowl, taking on South Carolina State. Uh, I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. It's going to be tremendous. Uh, two great football teams, and and we have a guest here with us now, a member of the South Carolina State uh, football team. Introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Zafir Kelly. Zafir Kelly, defensive back for South Carolina State, three interceptions thus far on the season. You bad uh, boy. You bad man. Yes. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome <laughs> thank, to the Dr. Gill's inside the HBC Sports Lab. <laughs> thank, tell us thank. tell us a little bit about how did you end up getting to South Carolina State? Let's let's start from there and you can even tell us where you're from. All right, um I'm originally from Syracuse, New York, but I moved uh -huh. to South Carolina a couple years ago. Okay. Like, as a kid. So um I ended up at South Carolina State. They uh they came, you know, to my school during weightlifting out of nowhere. So once they came, I did my research on them. I already heard about them through prior athletes, like, that went to the league. So once they sent me the offer, I was like, yeah, I'm going here. Like, the history, the legacy, and everything that prior athletes done paid for us. So I wanted to follow in that. So how's the experience sound? Like, it's been good the way you talk about it, but how has the experience been? <laughs> It's great, man. I mean, it's HBCU life. Uh, like I say, <laughs> I the, the culture. Yeah. yeah, the culture, man. And so, like, the prior athletes, like Darius Leonard, I got the opportunity to play with him starting my freshman year. So, wow. it, it was it was great seeing him, like, do what he do. And then now he in the league, one of the highest paid linebackers. So, that was really, like, great just to see the culture still going and they paid the way for us. Speaking of that, that uh, South Carolina State culture, that tradition, uh, South Carolina State doesn't take a backseat to any uh, school in terms of uh, the pride and the tradition for NFL Hall of Famers. But uh, talk about playing in a program like that. Um, it's great, man. It's really, like we, like you said, we don't take a backseat to nobody. So it's like, it's a standard. It's really a standard. You know, we we put a lot of defensive players in the league. So, you know, defensively, we, we got a standard. And we try to hold that standard across the board. Sure. I like playing to that standard. Uh, before we open up the mic and you can introduce that, I want to ask you, is there any story you can tell us about Leonard? Oh, man. Maybe <laughs> you will on TV. Where now, do we so. start? <laughs> yeah, nah, uh, man, 
if anybody know D, D, D a clown, but on that field, <laughs> he a maniac. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we, we got a chance to see him up close in the Miag Swag uh, Challenge when uh, South Carolina State played Southern uh, yeah. down in Baton Rouge. I mean, you talk about flying around all over but, the place. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's way better when you're on the field. You get to view it. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Who do you have with us? Uh, this is our D coordinator, Jonathan Saxon. Oh, Slappy. this ought to be good. Coach. <laughs> coach. <laughs> coach. How you guys doing? I'm going to say coach. I ain't going to use Taryn there. I don't know you like that. <laughs> so, coach, tell us a little bit about, first, this young man. Uh, Zafir, man, it's, I've known him since a freshman. I got to see him grow. And, you know, this is one of my guys I'm close to. Good. You know, see him grow, start as a freshman, and just, you know, matriculate through the process. That's pretty amazing. Coach, you guys have had a, a formidable schedule this past season, uh, taking on the FBS opponents as well as some SWAC opponents. But, uh is there a team uh, that Jackson State sort of reminds you of? Uh, that Clemson style, spread you out. It's a mixture between Clemson, Alabama, A&M, FAMU. Throw it around all over the place and can run the football. You know, they're an explosive team. They do a great job getting their playmakers in space and letting them make plays. Uh, you know, I've been taking notes watching you guys left and right here. Uh, playmakers all over the place, Chad Gilchrist, uh, B.J. Davis. Safir here, and then of course, Dakota uh, Durant. Just talk about the, the the secondary that you guys have. You, uh, you guys have two of the best in HBC ball. Uh, we put a lot of pressure on them. You know, we, we tell our guys all the time the secondary and defensive line and front seven go hand in hand. Mm. You know, you can't do anything if the secondary is not covering, and you can't do anything if you're not getting a pass rush up front. Sure. So anytime you hear me, I always talk about all 11. They'll tell you in practice, all 11 to the football. Yeah. You can't do anything without each other, and that's what we, we preach about a brotherhood and having each other's back. Sure thing. Let me follow that up. I know you can't give us the game plan. I mean, you can't, but (laughs) (laughs) breaking news here first. But seriously, in schematics, what are some frameworks? What are some things that you want to get done in this contest? So our our philosophy at South Carolina State, even when I played here for coach, is stop the run. We don't stop running at all costs, but at the same time, we play our game. You play within your framework. You never want to step out. You do the things that's got you here. You know, I've always, I'm a man of routine. I work for Coach Wrong at Louisville. He was a routine, man of routine. You want to stay to your routine and just keep working. Great point. Back to you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, is there something that jumps out about you with regards to this Jackson State offense? Uh, you got you to gotta limit the big plays. You know, if you see them, yeah. you know, they're going to keep coming no matter where. That's what makes them great. You know, like I said earlier, one of the early interviews, they're one or two plays away from being 12-0 and in your Monroe game. You know, they're a great team. They've, they've built this team to be explosive and play hard. You see it on film day in and day out. In terms of you playing in the game, um, and then I'm going to ask you something outside of the game. In terms of watching film, obviously you don't get into certain detail, but what are some things in your game that you like to see? Are there some things that you think you can get done or that you would like to get done in the game? And in a framework, what does that look like? Um, the things I see that I could do in my game, definitely they like to take deep shots. I like, I know definitely in my game, that's something I catch. I catch my picks off deep shots. Okay. So, I mean, I'm going to try to, you know, stay in my game, stay poised, you know, do what I do. How have you enjoyed the experience, the bowl experience? Let's get back uh, to the cultural side of this. It so much brings a smile that I see you in the face. How have you enjoyed this? Uh, it's great, man. Like I said, uh, I've never been in anything like this. I never played past, I mean, played past the regular season. So, with me being a senior and me being able to, you know, Play in all of this and view all of this is crazy. Like I awesome. called my mom since we've been here, just like mom, 
oh, this crazy. <laughs> like, I ain't never been a part of nothing like this, but I definitely appreciate it. And, I mean, we work for it, so. It's Last great. question I have for both of you, and we'll ask this, and then you can follow if you want a couple more questions there. Um, how proud are you to bring Coach Buddy Pugh to this? You know, as he talked about that he was chasing this after he decided, hey, this is something I want to do. I'm sure there's a level of pride in terms of how historic he has been to this program. Um, to be straightforward with you, at one point, we kind of like tried to bury him. He kicked the dirt off. He said, no, we're not done yet. Um, talk about that, if you would. Um, we've been trying to really get here since, what, 19? We, we came up short in 19. So, I mean, it's great to actually, like, get him here. He deserves it. That's right. If you really look at what he done done for the program, for himself, for just in general, it's like, it's great. You see how many people he done put in the league? Not many coaches could say they doing that. So, to get him here, he deserved that. And we did that. Yeah, that's a player perspective from a coaching perspective. Man, it means a lot. Because I played for him and you know, now I'm coaching for him. It means everything. This is one of our goals. He always wanted to get here, you know, into the playoffs. and. It's another standard for him, you know. We're not here just to be here, you know. We want to, you know, like you say, you want to finish it off the right way and win the game. But it means everything to us as a staff. That's one of our goals. We said as a staff that we wanted to get coach here. He, you know, we accomplished it. But you know, the job's not done until you finish it. So, you know, coach, they say the old boxing axiom: styles make fights. Like, what what do you think is the difference between the MEAC style of football and swag uh, brand of football? You know, the swag style they throw it all over the park. They're, they're they're a lot of explosive offenses. They're more so spread, you know, but they can do whatever you need with us in the MEAC it is a lot more run style take a couple deep shot here and there so at the same time we both have the similar athletes because you in recruiting we'll run into each other and recruiting sure. the same style so mm -hmm. you know the SWAC are they have a lot of explosive offense from A&M, FAMU, uh, Jackson State you see the style of four wise three by one two by two and throw it all over the park run the football you see it so mm -hmm. but that's the dead game we in now you see it all mm -hmm. over the place because you remember Alabama started off in two back sets running it down everybody throw a couple years ago to now they're switched to spread. From a from a defensive perspective, is it harder nowadays stopping these offenses that, that spread you out and make you play in space? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because you you know they they put you in a mind where if you loosen up the box to where it's only five man box, you don't hand the football off. So you got to kind of configure your ways to help your guys out. But you also just like offenses put their guys in the best spot position. We try to do a defense coach put our guys in the best spot position also. Sure, sure. Well, I want to say thank you both of you all for your time. Uh, good luck this Saturday. Go Bulldogs like we like to say uh, each of the coaches and players that are represented. So good luck this weekend. Good luck. I will like to give you a chance. Any last things that you want to say to the audience out here before you go for it? It got to be Ingu, not on you. <laughs> I like it. I've heard that a couple of times. I like that. <laughs> That's what they live by, but. And we appreciate all the support from everybody, man. I think this event can be huge. You know, we keep on getting support for all HBCUs, man. I think it's going to be big if we continue to do it. So, Well said. Well, well said. said. Yes, indeed. This is Dr. Gaville inside HBCU uh, Sports Lab interview with South Carolina State coach Saxon. And uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this break. This is Dr. Gaville inside HBCU Sports Lab. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars, plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. 
It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Coles Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot And so listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We're live here in the Celebration Bowl at Radio Row. Uh, we've been talking to some Army officials, and then we get a chance to talk to some Bulldogs, South Carolina State Bulldogs, representing uh, the MEAC in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, we got young man here, Green. Yes, sir. Defensive end, big boy. You can see it on film. It looks like he's ready. <laughs> so tell everybody where you're from first, and then we'll get into some particulars in terms of how you get to South Carolina State. Uh, I'm from Lamar, South Carolina. Oh. Yes, sir. And, and talk about how did you get to South Carolina State? Uh, that was like my only offer coming out of high school. So, I mean, when I took the visit, it was like a family environment, and I needed that at that time. Awesome. And then once I got on campus and realized this is where I wanted to be, I bought into the system and locked in. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that experience during that time. During that time, I was a young kid, just blessed to have an opportunity to play at this level. So, I mean, with that, go ahead. <laughs> with that, I mean, it was just a great experience for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Talk about uh, going up against this Jackson State offensive line. What have you seen uh, with regards to them on on film? I mean, doing them is what got them where they at now. So I mean, all praise to them and their offensive line. Sure thing. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, you guys have faced some some stiff competition this year. Uh, but is there a team that that you kind of compare this Jackson State team to? If I want to compare, I would say Norfolk. Okay. With the flashy offense and high-scoring offense, high-scoring points, mm-hmm. I'll give it enough of Sure thing, sure thing. Before we get in the coach, I did want to ask you in terms of your style of play. 
Yes, sir. Do you have a pattern of somebody you're patting yourself? Or are there certain things about that stand out to you in terms of your style of play? None. I just do what I always been doing. Just <laughs> <laughs> playing fast, playing physical. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Um, question I have for you as we have Coach Pugh here. Talk about <laughs> the fact that you had a chance to bring him in terms of your play, getting it done as a team, to the celebration pole. How does that make you feel? I mean, it made me feel great, but it wasn't just me. It was the whole D-line, the whole linebacking core, the right. whole DB core. We just play as one. We don't do the name calling, who the best, who. It's just one, one group. He had a lot to do with it, though, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> he was real big in the reason we're here. <laughs> Jump in there, Coach. Tell us a little about this man. He, you can see he's singly focused. Uh, not a lot of words in terms of letting the play speak for itself. But why is he so special to you? Well, I can tell you that I beat our defensive coaches up mm. because Jablonski be on the sideline by me. I said, hey, man, what the heck y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I said, put his ass back in the game. <laughs> I said, what are y'all doing, man? So, you know, he's a little bit of and, – and we actually had him down there with us some during the spring. And you know, it was the first time I'd gotten a chance to watch him every day for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed in a way that I didn't feel like I would be impressed. So, yeah, yeah. You know, the guy was developing right before our eyes that way. And, you know, he's a Lawrence Taylor kind of, you know, science guy, you know, with a, you know, with a, uh, uh, almost a defensive back kind of quick twitches to it. To yeah. That kind of stuff. yeah. So he's a, you know, he's a fast guy. He's a big old guy. And uh, what is he, about two? He thinks they have him listed at 265, 6'3", red shirt sophomore. He, uh, he but he, at, I don't know. He, he I see a lot more. <laughs> he is at least that. Okay. Right. <laughs> at a minimum. That's conservative. I, I think he, if, he I, and the Kobe Durant's a hell of a football player. No, no. And they're from, some, and they're from the same place, actually, from right over the same neighborhood. And I can tell you that I think for my money, Jablonski right now is playing as good as anybody in the country. That's all right. So let's, tell me a story about Coach. Let's, let's get the good. No, you know, they, they, <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, never mind. <laughs> I tried. I tried this. Go ahead. Uh, you know, Coach Q, uh, there is a, a, a long time uh, with South Carolina State and Jackson State. Uh, Coach uh, James Big Daddy Carson, of course, uh, was on the coaching staff at South Carolina State. Please, Melvin please. P. Uh, all, I knew all of those guys. Yes, sir. Coach Carson was my deep. I came to South Carolina State as a defensive lineman. Yes. And wasn't good enough. Yes, wow. yes, indeed. Yes, so they moved, like we do all the time, we move, off, we move, we move defensive line over the offensive line because we tried to find guys still with a little bit of athleticism but not quite good to play on the defensive side. But uh, that's what happened with me. And I went over wow. and played, started on for four years at South Carolina State as an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. But now uh, Coach Carson was a wonderful human being. Yes. And I got a chance to stay in contact with him over the years after he left Orangeburg to move to Jackson. And uh, his wife, you know, we were all friends. You know, doing that. Now, I didn't know Coach Pete quite as well, mm-hmm. but he was a swimming coach and some other stuff around South Carolina State. When, and I was a little boy running around the town that way. So sure, those sure. guys were all legends yeah. around Osbury. And uh, there's some others, too. We had some guys that went back to, to uh, Grambling, okay. you know, down there, too. So there were all kinds of guys, you know, who came to South Carolina State who moved back to the SWAC in their older parts of their lives. Sure. Uh-huh. Amazing history. Amazing history. Yeah. 
want to ask you, Jablonski, before I get back to Coach, in terms of the atmosphere, how have you felt about this event thus far? Uh, just being here is amazing because I've never been to Atlanta. So just being here is amazing. So us playing in this atmosphere, knowing it's sold out, is great and all, but we can't let it get to us. We done played in some big spots before, like UCF, USF, Clemson, New Mexico State. So, I mean, it being sold out here is just another game to us. That's right. That's the attitude that you really need to go into a game like that. Back to you, Coach, in terms of you, – you made a statement in terms of originally this is not necessarily the direction you thought the conference should go. Could you share a little more? I mean, we kind of just did a service level, obviously, and I know how you go through a process. So that wasn't something that you just easy came to. So please kind of explain, you know, the full circle about all it. Well, oh, I guess it's been now 15 years ago. Dr. Thomas brought this idea to us about the celebration ball. At that time, it didn't even have a name, That's right. and we had no idea where we were going to play it and how we'd actually determine who went from where. All we knew at that point was the fact that we would not no longer we would no longer be a part of the championship subdivision playoffs. And all of the uh, the, the message boards and all the internet stuff out there was y'all scared of the general population of people, y'all scared of the major white uh, championship subdivision yeah. schools, that yeah. kind of stuff. So y'all running from the real competition. So rather than allow that to be you know, the message that we were actually trying to support at that time, then we just kind of fought it and just wouldn't hear, you know, the message. Well, eventually we got a chance to get snubbed a couple times by the playoffs. We felt that we were mistreated that way. And then we got in the playoffs a couple times. We got in the playoffs a lot of times, actually. Right. And they always ranked, and we, we lost to Appalachian. At Appalachian, two years in a row, but Appalachian was like the number one seed. Yeah. And we were like 60 by less than a touchdown. Yeah. Right. So, you know, they beat us one year up there where we had, we, we kicking a field goal to actually go ahead. I watched that game. Exactly. And we snapped the ball over our guy's head. Mm-hmm. Actually, our guy was not paying. We, they did a, a false signal on their sideline of scrimmage and got our snapper to snap. Snapper earlier. And they didn't call They left a sour taste in my mouth, I'm telling you. From, I'm sure. So, from that point on, then we said, well, you know, this thing doesn't seem to really be working out for us. They don't give us but one opportunity. If we not have one opportunity, then why not try to see if we can actually do something that can make a few bucks for us? Sure, way, sure. And be something that our fans will have a little bit better feel for. So we started kind of, you know, kind of softening on the idea. Dr. Thomas brought Pete Durson in from the uh, – uh, ESPN. Uh, ESPN to actually talk to the coaches and see if he could get the coaches to kind of go in that direction a little bit. It took us a year or so to get that kind of half the way going a little bit. And then he started softening the presence a little bit. And he just kept working and working. And it was, you know, more from our side because the SWAC had the availability yeah. of going and, and, and making this thing happen all the time because they did not have anything that would preclude them from being able to play a game. Yeah, had the SWAC championship the game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All that stuff had already kind of ruled them out. Yeah. of the playoffs, and then we figured out that we could actually give up our automatic qualifier and still have the opportunity for the, the rest of large. our league yeah. to get at-large opportunities. So we had a couple situations where that, I think when Central won it, A&T won, this year worked out with FAMU doing yeah. the same thing. I was really proud of FAMU for getting 
you know, for getting in this year because that just kind of showed the full method of what the plan was about. Sure. So then that gave us a chance to get this thing going. And now that we've done this, let me tell you what, you talk to some of the people in the Southern Conference, you talk to some of the people in the Ohio Valley, one of the Ohio Valley ADs is here. Okay. Okay. His, his I'm glad you shared it. It's actually on our staff, and I can tell you that they formed that list. They, they can figure. <laughs> and they can figure out how to. When you start talking about the amount of money that's involved in this thing and the amount of excitement, yeah. You know, the, the, just the general makeup of how this thing works out, man. Let me tell you, if you can find the site, okay, which is what really, you know, makes it go for us. The fact yes. That we got Atlanta here, kind of in between us. You know, that just makes it a wonderful, you know, meeting place for the two fan bases to kind of come together. Now, we, I don't know what happens when, say, Texas Southern, right, uh, Prairie right. View maybe even. You know, we were really rooting. And let me tell you something. We needed Prairie View to be in this game because Prairie View wasn't nearly as hot as Jackson. <laughs> but let me tell you something. All we wanted was Jackson. And True, the reason sir. we wanted to Jackson was because we had enough sense to understand that it was more about the finances than the game yeah. itself, yeah. promoting the game and getting it to the point where, you know, it became a big and better opportunity for us to make, you know, a big, big deal out of this thing. So I'm excited that I'm in involved with it as it really goes to the next level and i really feel like you know that it's been something that's been long coming but it's gonna i think really get bigger and bigger from this point on we, we talk before, about before you do i gotta say one thing uh -huh. first of all thanks for going in that level of detail because we really need that yeah. out mm -hmm. here so our viewers mm -hmm. understand all the things mm -hmm. and i think it also helped in terms of the negotiation the fact oh, that you didn't jump on it, it expanded exactly. the amount that went to the table. So that worked out as well. And last exactly. I want to say is while we're proud of FAMU, South Carolina State should have been in the playoffs a well, couple, couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, no, I, I wanted to talk about the, the growth of Celebration Bowl. Uh -huh. And uh, Dennis Thomas is, uh -huh. is getting ready to retire. But mm -hmm. what has Dennis Thomas meant to the, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference? Well, you know, he brought it from where it was to where it is now. And, and he's continued to have it be a place where, you know, schools can go out and be proud of the fact, you know, that our league has run really, really well. And, uh, you know, we've done some cutting-edge kind of things to make – We've been the leader in, in, in things like technology. You know, we will, we still, we've got eight officials now with a lot of other championship subdivision leagues. You know, only got seven. You know, we the big time in the instant replay. We were ahead of the game a little bit. Yes, you and, were. And, and the officials, technology, when the guys got all the headsets, all that kind of stuff. So he's always Ingratiating women into, uh, exactly. on the officials. He's, exactly. He's got women involved, and he's got women involved in his staff that way. So Sonya now uh -huh. is coming into the position as the commissioner that way based upon the fact that she was his top uh, understudy, you know, as a, as a commissioner for a good many years. So he's been a forward thinker from the very beginning. He's a smart guy. I yeah, mean, yeah. For all of, and he's a swag product, so I guess I got to give him a little bit of credit <laughs> for the fact that he's an all-corn guy. He's an all-corn guy, exactly. Yeah. But he was the head football coach at South Carolina State. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't forget that. Exactly. Don't forget that. Exactly. Make sure you teach that history. Yes, it is. And the real important part about all football coaches, especially football coaches, yes, is we seem to be more students, you know, of our game. We really want to try to do whatever we can to stay on the cutting edge of all. So we exchange film. We've got uh, allegiances going with the NFL, but we I get every NFL game in on Tuesday every week of all the games that was played that I get the, the end zone, the, the sideline, and I get the TV copy. 
wow. of all those videos, and that's a Dennis Thomas coalition deal that he's put together so that we can actually be able to see all of the hot things that's going on. So I can, if all I got to do is have the time and the energy to go through all that tape because it's all out there on my video system at home. Yeah, awesome. they're telling us that you got to go. We talked to you all day, but I do want to say this. Any last thing that you want to say to us? Uh, no, nah, just grateful to be here. Thank y'all for having me. No, it's our pleasure. We appreciate Thank all you. that you're doing uh, for South Carolina State and um, HBCUs. We really appreciate you. You get a chance to talk to a guy here now. This guy going to be <clears throat> down the road. Please watch it. Keep appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, appreciate Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you, Coach. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBCU Sports Lab. You just heard it from Coach Pugh uh, Browns Green in terms of a uh, young one, but he's up and coming. Uh, they got him listening at 65263. Um, 265, but no, he he doing that and that handshake is, is uh, real deal that's too. That's a death grip. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's getting it done yeah, in, in terms of what's going on there. We're gonna take this uh, break uh, as we get into it, um, and uh, we'll be back on the other side and see if there's a couple of other ones we can get in there and get to you some interviews. We got John Grant out there. We we'll see if we can get him potentially. So let's get into this break, and we'll, we'll be right back after this. Doctor Phil's inside the HBC Sports Lab. On Radio Row, here in the Omni, Celebration Bowl 2021, Cricket Wild. 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together... We can be the change. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. 
Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Shop Velvet Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Velvet Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvetboutique.com. That's www.m-e-l-v-e-t-b-o-u-t-i-q-u-e.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach and welcome back into Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab. Live to you here from Radio Row here at the Celebration Bowl. Uh, we've had a tremendous number of guests uh, who have stopped by here uh, at the dais. And, and we have another guest, South Carolina State running back Kendrell Flowers. Uh, welcome in to Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab. Thank you for having me. I, I tell you what, man. Um, one thing that the MEAC is known for is known for running the football. And you have been a uh, tremendous uh, running back this past season for South Carolina State. But but talk a little bit about your Celebration Bowl experience. How's that been for you? Uh, it's been a good experience. Um, couldn't really enjoy the city too much. You know, we here for one one reason, one goal. Mm-hmm. But um, the city of Atlanta is beautiful, man. This is actually like my first time coming here, so mm-hmm. I'll definitely come back and visit. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you guys have had a, a formidable schedule. I mean, you've had uh, FBS opponents, uh, SWAC opponents, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you see in this Jackson State team. Is there a team that they compare to? Um, I'd probably say FAM. Okay. FAM, you, um, I know they had a pretty close game. Um, both of them got um, great defenses. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably compare them to them. Sure. Uh, you rushed for 811 yards this past season. Talk up a little bit about your offensive line and what they've been able to get done for you. Uh, my offensive line been great, man. Um, we got better as the year went. Mm-hmm. Um, they made my job way, way easier. Sure. So I'm always grateful for that. Yeah. We just had your head coach here, Buddy Pugh, uh, talking to us. What, what's it like playing for Coach Pugh, man? Uh, playing for Coach Pugh, man, it's wonderful. Yeah. I've only known him for about a year now, but um, he cares about all of his players. We love playing for him. Um, and when you have a coach that believes in you and, you know, wants to see you succeed, I feel like you play harder. So sure. we're going to continue to play hard for him. Sure. One thing that we've seen here at the Celebration Bowl, there was an early signing period, uh, a lot of three, four-star, five-star athletes are now uh, looking at HBCU uh, football. But from a player's perspective, you know, uh, what do you think in regards to uh, this influx, uh, if you will, of players that are looking at HBCUs now? I mean, I think it's a good step for mm-hmm. college football. Um, I love to see more highly rated guys come play for HBCUs. Um, coming from a PWI, you can you could just tell the difference in HBCUs. The culture is different. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, your teammates, 
the coaches, the teachers, professors, you know. So I advise everybody to look into HBCUs at least because you can definitely find a good one that fits you. Well, that leads me into what led to you going to South Carolina State. Um, they, they had a legendary program. You know, I wanted to be a part of that, um, playing at home. It's no better feeling than playing at home, you know, having your loved ones in the crowd cheering you on. So that was a big uh, reason why I came here. Sure thing. Well, I, I know you're pressed for time. Is there anything you want to tell your South Carolina State Bulldog fan? Hey, man, pull up and show out. There it is. Yeah, no that's doubt. all I got to say. Man, I appreciate you stopping by the lab. Eh? Yes, sir. Appreciate you. No doubt. That was Kendrell Flowers. He is running back for South Carolina State. Uh, he will take on this formidable Jackson State defense, and we'll come right back here on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir, yes, sir. and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back in to Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, coming to you live from Radio Row here on uh, here at the Omni Hotel here at the Celebration Bowl. As Doc selfies himself up here. Say, <laughs> hey, man, you never know. There you go. Get, get it in. Get it in. <laughs> All right, back to business. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Thank you for holding up for me. You know, hey, man, it's been a long couple of days, yes, and we're just sir. getting started. Yes. But I have a good friend of mine and of the show in terms of supporter. Uh, but he's here not just to be celebration, but he actually has a great celebration. His father is going into the SWAC Hall of Fame. This is none other than Dr. Roderick Holmes. Talk about your dad. Tell everybody who doesn't know, who is your dad? Uh, my dad is Ernie Holmes, uh, still current um, a member, you know. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time Super Bowl champion, so, you know. Uh, yeah, you don't have to have, say much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when well, you said Steel Curtain, Pittsburgh Steelers, that's enough. Texas Southern University's own. Yes, sir. Um, tell me this before we get into – just how proud you are, but right. how cool is it to teach at the institution that your father played and really cultivated his skill before he went to the NFL, became a part of that legendary Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl championship team? Man, it is amazing. Like I said, my, my dad actually used to take me on campus with, with him when I was two years old. And so 
Uh, he, he credits that with me becoming a, uh, getting a PhD in mathematics. I'm a professor in the Department like of that. Mathematical Science, and he says that apparently I was paying attention and I learned some things <laughs> <laughs> while I was sitting in the classroom. But it is amazing I get to carry on his legacy, even though his legacy was in the a athletic arena. I get to carry on in the academic arena, and so I get to mentor kids. Awesome. I get to uh, uh, help them get to their to their goals and fulfill their goals. So it's, it's a, it is awesome. Well said. Well said. That how heavy is that? A PhD in mathematics? My God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Is is very heavy. It's not that many of us. Um, I'm one. You talking about that's a unicorn? You know, yeah, you like this unicorn, unicorn? Exactly. That's, that's a unicorn. A unicorn. Right, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm one of four to get a PhD from the, in, in the Department of Mathematics at the University of Houston. Uh, and uh, see, Dr. Willie, see, Dr. Willie Taylor was second. Dr. Evelyn Thornton, who was a longtime professor at Prairie, Prairie. was second, was first. Wow. And then my good friend. She's why I did the uh, applied masters in the mathematics okay. computation. Okay. Right. Um, I did all the coursework, didn't do the thesis because that's the only thing they had. And I, right. I had a job opportunity I couldn't right. let go, and right. I ended up finishing masters, but not the mathematics. That's understandable. That happens a lot where people you get into a doctoral program or a graduate program, and because of you know career. Uh, detours, if you will, uh, they have to pursue those opportunities. Sure. You can't, you can't, because it takes a lot of sacrifice and commitment to work on a PhD. I mean, I made like fifteen hundred dollars a month for seven years while pursuing a PhD. And uh, you know, luckily, my mom, she's like, hey, you know, as long as you're going for uh, the doctorate, you can stay in my house for free. And of course, my daddy was very supportive. Um, I'm very nervous because, you know, when you get a Ph.D., you have to um, take a qualifying exam, mm -hmm. all right? And so you take a qualifying exam on, like, three areas of math. And so the day of my qualifying exam, you know, my dad's calling me, like, you know, yeah, we're going out to David Buster's to celebrate, you know, you getting this um, milestone. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, dude, I haven't passed this <laughs> 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 Oh, that lets you know how proud he was you know, of you and – how he played the game in a lot of ways. Right. You know, he was he was all in it. That, right. That's what he was. He right. believed what he thought and get it done. And a lot of times he doesn't necessarily get the credit he deserves because right. of the position he played. Exactly. It's it's a lot more celebrated now than it is then. Right. But you're talking about all those other Hall of Famers that are around him. Right. There's no way that they get the accolades he gets in right. terms of him point. not doing schematically what he needs to do. Right. Exactly. So I'm so excited that at least at this level, and hopefully the other one comes as well, but the SWAC right. Hall of Fame is there. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Well, like, like you said, he played defensive tackle. And unfortunately, um, uh, Hall of Fames have become more like skill position Hall of Fames, mm -hmm. you know, where you, you, you roar to people, just, you know, catch a lot of touchdowns and throw a lot of touchdown passes, or you play defensive end, outside linebacker, and you accumulate a lot of sacks. But defensive tackles, that's not their job. Mm -hmm. You know, even though my dad did lead the Steelers in sacks twice mm. in 74 and in 75 with 11 uh -huh. and 8.5. Uh, so, you know. Put it out there. Put it out there. <laughs> right. But he played defensive tackle. And, when, you know, when you play defensive tackle, your first job is to stop the run first. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. to take on blockers so that the linebackers will be free up to make tackles. And so it's hard to quantify, you know, uh, the – what a, the, the, what Other I, than to me, qualifying about the success the team had. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Part of your qualifying has to be that you point out that right. this team had a high level of success, and the reason they had a high level of success is certain players right. did certain things that right. allowed other players to be at exactly. the level they are. Exactly. 
I do want to follow up, and I'll let Charles have a question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your schedule's busy and moving around because they got you doing all these different <laughs> right. yes, things. Sir. But th yes, that's sir. cool. You deserve that, and I'm so proud of you, the yes, fact sir. that you're carrying on that legacy. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit, because this is the SWAC Hall of Fame. Right. Talk a little bit about his career at Texas Southern um, that you either remember or now have read and have engulfed. Well, unfortunately, I have not been able to find a lot of stats. Mm -hmm. But, you know, mm -hmm. talking to some of the people that played with him, uh, they said that he was a man on campus, you know. Uh, they, they won a, <laughs> a SWAC title, even though it was co-champion in 1968. With, they shared it with Alcorn and Grambling. Uh, they, went the, they went to Lorman and, and beat Alcorn. And he beat, they beat Marino Castle, who was a yeah, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. We didn't know it yet yeah. in 1968. Right. Yeah. You know, and then, but they never could beat Grambling because, you know, you got another Hall of Famer, you know, Eddie, Eddie Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ralph you know. Cooper talks about that all the he's time. He's dropping the dude, and he just right. dropped just like that. It's all well, you know. Right, exactly. Right. My right. dad played when they were. Right. Yeah. Right. But, you know, we we have to be thankful for to Bill Nunn because Bill Nunn pretty much convinced the Steelers to go out and, you know, recruit the swag. Mm -hmm. uh, LC is a 10th round draft pick, LC uh, Greenwood. Yeah. Ernie is an 8th round uh, draft pick, but, you know, they became legends as part of the steel curtains, you know, because, you know, you know, like Dion flip the guy. Uh, yep. Right. But you know, the HBCUs used to be furlough recruiting ground back in back in that during that time. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Right. right. And let me ask this question uh, because uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers brand is such a national yes, brand. There are people Steel that are, yeah, exactly. Steelers nation, but to kind of be within that family and be embedded within that family. How, how is that? How was that? Uh, you know, growing up in Houston, you know, still the nation was just starting, but it was it was very hard for me growing up in Houston. Because, I can imagine, you know, because yeah. back then the Steelers and the Oilers were in Love the same Blue. division, <laughs> not, right. not the same. They were the same coverage, but they were the same di division. So, I didn't realize it. Mm. Yeah, so the Steelers played the Oilers twice. You know, mm -hmm. you know, and so I used to go to the dome and watch my dad play, and then had to go <laughs> back to school. You know, even though I was in elementary school. You know, and have to face the wrath of the other fans being dejected because they lost to the Steelers. You know, so yeah. and and then yeah. I couldn't do anything wrong because it's like you know, uh, you know, all my teachers, you know, graduated TSU or were familiar with my dad, and so they were like, "I'm gonna tell your dad, you get out of line." So mm -hmm. it was, well, it was fun time. You know, I I, I had Steeler jerseys, Steeler jackets, Steeler everything, went around the neighborhood, and uh, yeah, but everybody on on Gypsy Lane back in Houston. They are very uh, proud and happy. I can really? just imagine because you you could have been in that Mean Joe uh, Coke commercial. I, I, probably, could, I probably should have. You <laughs> know? Right, right. <laughs> Iconic commercial. Right, yeah, we right. still be looking at this today. Not right. surprised he ain't sneak back there somewhere in the corner. You got to watch it. <laughs> right, right. With that, um, give us your fondest memory uh, um, about the time or even now in terms of all that's going on. What, what really sticks with you? Wow. Uh, you know, the Super Bowls, you know. Um, wow. You know, I didn't get to travel to Super Bowls, you know. I understand. Yeah. But, you know, just being, watching your dad on TV, mm. you know, playing in the Super Bowl against the Vikings. And wow. Against, uh, you know, because he played two Super Bowls. He played the Vikings and then he played the Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys was the, the famous uh, tight end. He Drop. dropped the ball mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Uh, but the, <laughs> the Vikings game, man, was so <laughs> – 
You had to bring that up. Right? I know. <laughs> right. I had that NFL Films image just burned <laughs> <in me. laughs> Right. He but dropped the, the ball. Yeah. 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 But the 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 Vikings was like total domination yeah. by the defense. I mean, I want to say they held the Vikings to like 129 yards of total offense. You know, that Super Bowl was at Rice Stadium, right? No, actually it was in Tulane Stadium. Okay, Tulane Stadium. Okay, Tulane okay, Stadium. Okay. They played in Tulane. And it was a college. Yeah. It was a, co- it was a college stadium. Uh, and, and, and all his uh, – uh, everybody in Jasper, because, you know, my dad is from Jasper, Newton, Jamestown area. Mm-hmm. They all drove down, and, you know, it was, it was a fun <laughs> Jimmy, time. Jimmy Wilson talking about that was Jackie Smith dropped that yeah, ball. Jackie Smith <laughs> dropped the ball, yeah. Yes, yeah. Man. I mean, we was in trouble, man. We was in trouble. And so we thank Jackie Smith. <laughs> you know, we repeat. But, you know, but, but that wasn't their best season. As a defense, their best oh, their best season as a defense was the '76 season. Mm. Okay, I mean you looked at the last ten games mm-hmm. of the '76 season, mm-hmm. they were nine and one. They only allowed 46 points, and they had 36 sacks. How proud was your father Ernie Holmes in terms of the swag? Uh, he was very proud of the swag. He used to visit Texas Southern all the time. I mean, uh, one of his good friends and classmates was Kelly Burroughs. In fact, you know, uh, in 76, they only allowed three touchdowns in the mm-hmm. last 10 games. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a 69-yard touchdown pass to Kelly Burroughs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people, right? Of all the people, right? right. You know, but Double O uh, and my dad close uh, and, you know, real good friends. And uh, it's, it's just – you no, know, proud being you know, Ernie Holmes' son. I mean, it's just, you know, when I walk across campus, you know, it's, it's starting to get out because it wasn't well known. Right, it right. wasn't, but uh, it will. It'll, it'll appropriate it, and yeah. you did it the right way. Yeah. In terms of letting it come to you, getting right. the information. Right. And I'm glad I could play a small role in right. what that is. Uh, but I'm saying that you, your family, deserve this. Thank so you. please enjoy it. Um, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of it Most definitely. Uh, uh, Most definitely. Through, through what you have. So I really appreciate it, yeah. really honor you. Right. Any th- last words that you want to say? That we man, can? thank you, man. Uh, this, this, he's a man on campus, uh, Dr. Cavell. Oh, my God. In fact, they Very need, much so. They need to change this from, dean to, from Dr. Cavell to Dean Cavell. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, uh, he's an asset to the university. Uh, the sports management program at Texas Southern University is type of line. They I concur. Stu- right. They studied from an HBCU's perspective, and which rightfully so, you are at an HBCU. Exactly. You should be studying from an HBCU's perspective. So thank you for your friendship, and thank you for, you know, we're good friends, man. There, there's no, oh, yeah. no yeah, secret no around campus. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> which gets us in trouble sometimes. Yeah, but that's, it, a, it, that's a whole other yeah. story. We won't go there. This is Dr. Cavill inside the HBCU with my friend, Dr. Holmes, talking about his father, Ernie Holmes, that has been inducted to the SWAC Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Uh, some ways would say over, overdue, but yes, everything comes at the right time. Yes, so this sir. is the right time. Yes, sir. Uh, with uh, your daughter being able to really yeah. understand a little more of it. Right. Let's think about that in terms right. of that. And make sure you tell your wife hello um, and appreciate her support yes, in sir. terms of what she does for you and just us allowing us to do the things right. in terms of university to push things most forward. Definitely. So most tell definitely. I said thank you. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. This is Dr. Gaville inside the HBC Sports Lab. We're going to take a break as we get into you. hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Holmes talking about Ernie Holmes going into the SWAC Hall of Fame. Yes, we'll sir. do that this evening, and then we'll get a little chance to check on the SWAC. I mean, the celebration, but with the SWAC champion Jackson State as well as South Carolina State of MEAC champion. And we continue to see that grin from 
Charles Bishop and the little frown from Roy Evans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to give it to you. This is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we'll see if we can line up this uh, the interview shortly, but let's take this break and we'll get right back into it. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival. You can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want you tap, uh, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Carlos Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Carlos Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern Time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Carlos Brown Show and Black College Sports Network. Online at www.mybcsn.net. And on the BCSN app, available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home. And together, we can be the change. Sugar Chateau Desserts is a specialty bakery located in the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We will create delicious and one-of-a-kind treats for any occasion. Sugar Chateau is currently shipping cakes in a jar, offering a variety of different flavors in a single-serve container that can help you celebrate in accordance with social distancing. Place your orders today by calling 803-526-7895 or visiting SugarChateauDesserts.com. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. So we've got a good 
Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mangos Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We have one final interview we're probably going to give you another special guest. But this gives us a chance to, to get in the game a little bit. Um, and as we do that, I, I wanted to ask you, Charles, are you starting to feel it? Oh, very much so. I mean, Zafir Kelly, when he stopped through, Jablonski Green, and then Kendrell Flowers. These are guys that uh, – when you're facing them, the, the statistics just pop in your head immediately. So, you know, it's like. Yeah, you know, I saw you <laughs> flapping through your thing. You were like, yeah, I got so many folks. Hey, I, I just need like, to get yeah, to them real quick. These, these, this is going to be a great game. And then uh, when you talk about the tradition of South Carolina State football, uh, it is it is interesting because it looks exactly like Jackson State football. Yep. Jackson State 17 SWAC championships, uh, South Carolina State 18 MEAC uh, championships. Uh, there is, I talked with Coach Pugh about the tie-in from uh, James Big Daddy Carson, former head coach of Jackson State University. Yeah, I'm so glad you South got Carolina that on State. the record. Yeah, so uh, it is a team that uh, both teams, they, they in, in so many ways, they really look alike. I just Bro? want to say, fam, you're going to be here next year. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just want to get that on the record. Isn't that beautiful? You get that on the record. You get that on the record. He has to get through Jackson State to get here. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the problem is, like is you got to do the whole swag thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like said, you got to beat the champ to beat the champ. Uh, yeah, oh, that's good, right. That's true. Much respect to them titans. Yes, sir. I like that. Yes, sir. As we do that, let me talk about the MEAC donating nearly 400 toys to local charity ahead of cricket celebration, bro. That's Cricket Wireless Celebration Bowl. Um, first ever toy drive challenge in partnership with Toys for Tots has officially concluded uh, beginning in early November and running through the first week of no- December. MEAC Memory Institution set up drop sites on campus and athletic events and children toy donations ahead of the holidays. Uh, let, let me say this, and that is tremendous. Uh, Kate Johnson. Uh, her class. Uh, shout out to Kate Johnson and her class. They are uh, enjoying uh, Dr. Ville's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. So, oh, uh, man. shout out Kay, to, to the class. Kay. So, we appreciate you and, guys. And, and Kay is so uh, beautiful in terms of her heart. Mm-hmm. She was wondering if we're going to do something live. We got it last minute and made it work. Mm-hmm. But she was going to uh, allow us to do it uh, in an apartment that looked over the city. So, that would have been a oh, great wow. lands- that landscape. So, cool. so I, I really was thinking about that. But as things would have it. Time didn't allow us to put all it together. Mm-hmm. So I always want to make sure we celebrate Thank Kay, you, Kay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way she um, opens up her arms and making sure that we're getting it in. Mm-hmm. And then sharing the love with the student. Boy, I yeah. tell you, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So this matchup, this matchup, mm-hmm. let's talk about this matchup. You know, it's time to kind of get to, to where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Now. Charles, um, talk to the players. Obviously, we've talked to Jackson State multiple times, so mm-hmm. now we got a chance to really talk to South Carolina State, so it worked out in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, anything in this game that really has your focus more than maybe you did 
as we talked about this earlier in the week. They touched on various data points, and I think uh, uh, Coach Pugh even said it. Uh, when you talk about the, the different styles of the leagues, uh, the MEAC is a, a, a league that uh, they like running the football, and we had one of their running backs, uh, Kendrell Flowers, uh, who uh, stopped by to talk to us. Uh, it's going to be incumbent, I think, on the Jackson State's defensive line. Uh, much, much as they've much as they've done all season, you know, is they they've got to be able to stop the run. And uh, if they are uh, fortunate enough to be able to limit uh, South Carolina State on first and second down, then you get to see that Jackson State defensive line. You get to see that defensive speed. You get to see those guys. How much in this game do you see as a defensive game, and how long do you see it as a defensive game, if so? Um, I think it's very much going to go very much into the third quarter in terms of being a defensive game. Okay. Uh, and we've talked about how, how there is a point – where Jackson State at some point kind of wears you down a little bit. So that will be a very interesting thing to see, you know, uh, when we get into the fourth quarter uh, from a stamina standpoint, where will South Carolina State be? I know we saw in the championship, championship game with the special teams play. Mm. They've been rolling these highlights, top ten plays of the uh, Celebration Bowl, mm-hmm. and it was intriguing to me. I saw it, some kickoff returns, punt returns. I think in this game, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to be focused on Jackson State, but you had that same opportunity with South Carolina State. Very much so. I'm really fascinated. Early on, yeah. as they're filling each other, and it's more the defensive game that you talk about, mm-hmm. I'm intrigued uh, who may pop that special teams play. That's going to be a very interesting thing to watch uh, in terms of special teams play, who can make that play. Um, but and like a block I, field goal, yeah. or whether, you know, punt return. And and South Carolina State has one of the best uh, field goal kickers uh, in the MIAC. He's ten of eleven thus far on the season. But uh, and I've said this schematically. I thought Southern did the best all season of of taking that third rail away from Jackson State, the special teams rail, because Zay Bolden is all swag. He is he sees the field different in terms of being a kick returner. We saw that in the swag championship game. He was able to break one. Warren Newman, he's broken uh, multiple punt returns uh, in terms of uh, getting deep in uh, uh, the opponent's territory. So they're both dangerous return men. Uh, but Southern was able to take that away. They kicked away from Zay Bolden. They kicked away from Warren Newman. And they made it a defensive matchup. Do you see that on the opposite side? Special teams in terms of Jackson State kicking the ball to South Carolina State. Anything in their special teams in terms of them breaking something? Or, you know, because we look at it one way in terms of what Jackson State, but what about the other way in terms of what your special teams – Field goal kicking, those concerns. How now, does that look? field goal kicking is a, is a definite concern. That has not been a strong point of Jackson State whatsoever this past season. Uh, when you take a look at it, uh, they have just not been consistent even on extra points. Uh, from a kickoff. You and think they go for two a couple times? Or are they going to try to? I think. Or how long? I, well, I was, I was, if you, you you mess around and miss an extra point with Dion, he's liable to go for two from, from, from there on out. So. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, the reality of it is, I don't. Jackson State has not given up that big play on, on kickoffs or giving up that big play on, okay. on punts. So uh, that's uh, just something that we haven't seen. Coach Allen Ricard uh, has been tremendous. So that's with the a, but teams. that's a key thing to watch, it the is. fact that they, they do not have the habit of giving it up. Right. So that's something that you want to continue to see. And it's certainly, unfortunately, if it does happen, you're talking about something that can really throw um, dynamic change in the game. Exactly. So those are things why I say, you know, keep your eyes on it because there's always – the multiple facets of a game that come mm-hmm. in there in terms of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead. No, I mean when you take a look at at South Carolina State uh, offensively, they have some 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 game changers, some game breakers. We talked about uh, Shaq Davis, uh, thirty eight catches on the season, seven hundred and sixty nine yards. Uh, he is averaging twenty yards a catch in the NBA. I really like that you bring Shaq Davis at because you've talked. Some people talked about the fact that he may not have been as consistent as he was, but I think part of that was his injury, mm-hmm. which may help that the five weeks or so helps in terms of some of those folks that may have some nicks. Yeah. Um, does he play to the level we've seen him play at, or does he shift away? That matchup uh, between corners, do you – He's going to get one-on-one matchups. He's going to get some some definite one-on-one matchups. Who do you see him matching up with? Uh, Both of them? Or uh, just one of them? Well, uh, in terms of I think you, you'll see uh, Nugget Warren from time to time on him. You'll okay. see. Uh, I think uh, he, he's one of Jackson State's better cover men. Uh, but – one thing that we know about <laughs> Jackson State's defense is they lead those corners on the island, and they let that front seven do what they do. So that's the point you always make. Yeah. Is the time there. Yeah. It's and the- this is another case that we've seen with John Pass. You may not necessarily get to him in terms of putting him on the ground, but can you get to him enough to maybe make him speed just him a up. rush, just yeah. a little bit, speed him up. Yeah. And um, you're not – not to be disrespectful to South Carolina State, but you're not playing Kill Glass, who we even saw that could speed it up. He sure. up yards, but he did so much damage to other folks. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as you talk about Southern, that was pretty solid in the quarterback position, at least early, maybe mm-hmm. left some things on the table there. Mm-hmm. But that's something to watch, too, is, 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 yeah, you might have a big-time receiver that can make some plays, but can you get the ball to him to make those plays? Right. Will you have that time to do that in this particular matchup um, so that's interesting. And, and that's one of the things, you know, in talking to Dennis Thurman, sometimes it's not, you know, it's it's the pressure. It's the, it's the, the perceived. Co- the, yeah, the perceived pressure. <laughs> Seeing ghosts. <laughs> you know, if you get enough hits on the quarterback, they will start seeing an extra yeah. pressure. And you see somewhere. that. That's, that's yeah. I mean, that's a great defense, but that's endemic of the game of football. Yeah, exactly. We see that at the professional. You exactly. Tom Grady, exactly. most people think is one of the – Greatest of all time, certainly arguably one of those. You put pressure on him, and he talked about that in games he's done that. Sure, but, you know he start to see ghosts. I, I think you see him talking. I think for this little stretch of uh, period now that you you kind of see Dak Prescott going through that, where he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. seeing extra pressures from yeah, somewhere because he's point. you know yeah, quote unquote point. in this. Slump. Yeah, this it is fatigue. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's talk about the young gun, Shador Sanders at the quarterback position, Mm. getting all these accolades. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us about his demeanor. He doesn't seem to me as a person that that's going to let these accolades get to him. He seems pretty focused. Yeah. Am I? On point with that, or am I missing uh, something? He is the oldest acting 19-year-old I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they, <laughs> his nickname is Grown for a reason. Uh, he is ex- ridiculously mature. Um, uh, just from the standpoint, the Doc, that uh, wow. he's neither too up or too down until, you know, the game is over. And you, you kind of see that whatever come off his shoulders. Um, uh, and where he really kind of opens up. Uh, we've had an opportunity with the pregame show to, you know, we're, we're trying to do these uh, in-game interviews. And, and he, whenever, you know, we come to him, it's always, you know, uh, minimal. I'm locked in. And when he's locked in, he's focused in on what he needs to do. And, you know, there was, you know, a couple of occasions where he's like, not right now. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, 
I'm locked in. I'm, I'm trying to get something done. So, you know, and it's completely understandable. But, I mean, he, that is the sort of, sort of personality that he is. Yes, amazing. Uh, where he's uh, not too up, not too down, but he's uh, I, I would say in a lot of ways it's a gift in itself. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I'm sure um, he's had a, a certain level of training that sure. allows him to get there. But some of that is innate yeah. in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. Get a little further in that when we start talking about the, the cast – of characters, for lack of better words, surrounding him. Mm. We know we got big-time receivers. Mm-hmm. To me, the question, if there's been a question mark, and this is not just to pick on somebody, but this is really to go in the game, is it offensive line? Sure. When they can get it done, mm-hmm. and they have pushed some teams around, mm-hmm. they can put up the numbers sure. in terms of wide receiver, or they can run the ball. Right. It's in championship game. Yeah. Immatriculated and kept pushing. By the end of the game, yeah. <laughs> that 100-plus yards, yeah. right? Started slow. I saw it in a couple other games. You've seen him put big plays, timely plays. Yeah. If he's able to get that time, where do you think? You think they're going to do a little more run, pass? You know, obviously the words want to be balanced. Is, right. Is that the case? Or is there something that you may have heard that they're looking for that they think they should exploit, need to exploit, or must exploit to get this victory? Uh, I think – Consistency has been uh, a theme with the offensive line all season. Uh, they haven't has been as consistent as you want them to be. We've seen times when they have uh, opened up holes for, for Jackson State running backs. They've had mm-hmm. you know a, a couple of games where they've rushed for 100 yards. But they've also had a few, quite a few games where they haven't gotten a 60 yards rushing. So consistency has been a huge thing. And then another interesting stat with regards to this is this one game that you really need to be. Consistent. Yeah, this is one game you really <laughs> need to you know lock if you in. You go find the in. game that you go in. Exactly, one. and then uh, I think a, a very interesting stat, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Shador has been sacked. Uh, close to uh, maybe over 30 times, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. I have to take a look at that stat again. Great, but he's, he's been hit a, uh, a few times. So yeah. uh, the big thing is, is protecting him. If you are so that, that goes him. two ways when you talk about that. One, his ability to bounce back when he does get hit and still mm-hmm. make plays. But it also um, means that to some degree they could be susceptible mm-hmm. uh, of getting a sack. He had those two interceptions in that Southern game where they put a little more pressure on him. Sure. So you're right. It, it, that dynamic um, can South Carolina State – do that yeah. in such a way. And the question is, is can they do it with the front four, front seven, or do they feel like they're going to have to bring somebody? Yeah. And you know against Jackson and, State and that's gonna with the wide receiver, exactly. if you got to do it with somebody, yeah, if you got to bring extra you're gonna pressure, have some, guess and what? And traditionally, mm-hmm. all season long, this young gun, this freshman, true yeah. freshman, mm-hmm. player of the year, FCS, sure. swag freshman of the year, right. he showed that he'll find those receivers. And, and I think that speaks to how good – Shador has been uh, as a freshman, uh, his resiliency uh, to not always have uh, a running game that he could rely on uh, to for the number of times that he's been hit. He's still only given up, you know, five interceptions thus far on the season. He's closing in to over uh, 30 touchdown passes. So uh, his resiliency is something that has really jumped out uh, with me with regards to watching him up close this year. And like I said, he's never too up, never too down. He's always somewhere right in the middle and always focused on the next play. So I think that goes a long way toward, toward where this Jackson State football team has gone this season. Yes, uh, as I return this message um, and trying to look up some additional things, I did want to talk about NFL draft prospects to watch during the Celebration Bowl. Um, James Houston, you know him very well in terms of seeing his motor and things like that. Mm-hmm. They talk about uh, Houston transfer Jack State from the University of Florida as a graduate student in 2021. 
Linebacker racked up 100 tackles, 10.5 tackles for a loss, 4.5 sacks, three forced fumbles uh, in four seasons with the Gators. But uh, coming to Jackson Stadium just has wrecked shop. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 47 tackles, 14.5, four forced fumbles, and a sack in his final collegiate uh, regular season with Jackson State. Talk a little bit about him and why he's special. Uh, James Houston has been tremendous this past season mm-hmm. for uh, Jackson State. Uh, yeah, his quickness and his get off has been second to none, and he's closing in on on, on Jackson State's uh, single season uh, sack record uh, held by uh, Fernando Newbreed Smith. Uh, and who, interestingly enough, uh, that is how he got to Jackson State. Uh, he and uh, Fernando's uh, son are best friends, so uh, that's a, a very interesting uh, look at you look know at how they work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But when you talk about James Houston, uh, he has just been unblockable at times and then he's so athletic we got an opportunity to see that in the swag championship game for him to start up field and to um, make that a uh, huge interception that kind of salted that game away but uh you're talking about his athleticism and all season long doc he still wanted to go back to his linebacker position <laughs> although he you know he's been uh they moved him from linebacker to defensive end to take uh advantage of that speed that he has and he's found something coming off the edge Keith Corbin the third. Corbin is a senior wide receiver at Jackson State and the go-to guy, in many people's opinion, with the Tigers' offense. Corbin spent five seasons at University of Houston before transferring to Jackson State 2021. Um, wide out, tallow 2,364 yards, 159 reception, 19 touchdowns. And six-year collegiate career. Talk about him. Yeah, in so many ways, Keith Corbin has been a safety blanket uh, for Shador. Uh, mm. uh, you take a look. Uh, when Warren Newman uh, especially went down for a couple of games with a knee injury, uh, Keith Corbin really stepped up. And he works the he works middle of the field. He, he gets those uh, tough little uh, dig routes and things of that nature and yak yardage. But uh, he's a guy who can get deep on you as well. And he really takes advantage of, of those matchups uh, on those uh, nickel DBs that are uh, trying to cover him uh, Man on man, he, he and a lot of times he wins those battles. Last one going to go to the South Carolina State side. The Kobe Durant, uh, senior defensive back, South Carolina State. You talked about the pair of them earlier, um, and but uh, he's the MEAC defensive player of the year. You don't always get that from a defensive back, so you know he was talented in terms mm-hmm. of what he get done. Durant had a stellar career with South Carolina State, including 37 tackles. So not only does he get in the mix in terms of defending our receivers and getting interceptions, but he can do it in terms of making tackles. He led the league in pass defense, defended with 14 and tied for second in interceptions with three. Two of, the, of those interceptions came against Clemson Tigers, team that was nationally ranked in September at that time. He proved his ability to play and could transfer against tougher competition. What do you think? Thoughts on Dakota Durant? Bonafide pro prospect. You talked to a lot of uh, uh, of. I, one of the things I, I've talked to uh, Jackson State assistant coaches this past week, and uh, they were tremendously impressed by his uh, his cover skills. So uh, you mentioned it, three interceptions tied for uh, the lead there uh, in, in the in the MEAC, uh, 14 pass breakups. So, you know, he's getting some work. He's getting some action, and he's making plays. So uh, there's going to be some interesting matchups uh, with him going against uh, Ma Wagman, who is uh, 6'4", and Shane Hooks, who is 6'5". And then you'll, you'll see Keith Corbin move out there as well, depending on the formation. So mm-hmm. he's going to get plenty of opportunities to go against other potential pro prospects on this exactly. national That's why I love you know, this. TV stage. So this yes. is going to be a phenomenal opportunity. It's not one-sided in terms of these pro prospects. They're all over exactly. the field. Some of them may be a little younger now as we talk exactly. about defensive end. Bronski, 
uh, Green in terms of what he might bring to the table, mm-hmm. which a lot of people hadn't quite talked about because of his age mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But uh, they're, they're all over the field. Yeah, redshirt two, sophomore. Two very proud programs in yeah. terms of history. Um, and so they're not going to give an inch. You're going to play through this game and get it done. So you're going to get a chance to earn this uh, where you want to earn it. On the field. On the field. With that being said, thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Kavila, Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. I want to thank Charles for really putting up the time and getting up. I don't know if y'all know the labor of love, uh, the, the multiple hats he plays and how deep he gets in there and what he has to do. Uh, making sure he happens and he puts up with me <laughs> pulling him around and like a change like man let's do this and he just says yes uh thank you for Roy Evans in terms of always finding a way he was on the road getting things done and he's in multiple uh, facets but he finds a way to make it happen so I want to do that shout out again to Dr. Uh, Holmes Roger Holmes mm-hmm. for being here and supporting me in multiple facets to make this happen and giving this shout out to Kevin Granger. He's not in here, but he always provides me a lane of support that I can't get in a lot of places. And, and why a lot of this comes true in terms of the support I get at Texas Southern University. Shout out to them. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Shout out to the, to the lab listeners as well. Kate Johnson, thank Chuck you. Hunt, uh, uh, Lonnie well Shaw, and Jimmy Wilson. Thank you all as well. Well said. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. I always want to shout out those lab listeners. You all the reason that we do this and put in this extra energy and time. Um, look for us. We're going to try to give you one more on Sunday to close out and, and let you know our thoughts. We'll try to go at a regular time. We might have to switch it up, so just stay with us. We'll try to get you that as much as possible. We'll send some stuff out there. We'll pass on the torch. Check out the pregame show. They'll be giving you some live stuff in in action. they got some practice stuff coming up today that they'll be a part of. More importantly, you know what they do at the game. Uh, pre-game information, in-game assignments as well, uh, the pre-game show. So they'll give you that. With that, we're signing off. Check out uh, Brian and AD. They'll be bringing you some stuff, right, uh, in terms that they normally do. Um, so I guess they are staying behind the scene, putting in some other works. I thought they were going to sneak in and do something. So I'm, they'll give you some after uh, review for sure in terms of what's going on. B.J. Jones, um, the crew, with my JBN, um, so download the apps. Follow me, Dr. Yadikaville, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Dream big. Well, inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Got to say that fast. Facebook, YouTube, inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube. Do you have a time that they can – or at least a general time that they need to start checking in to see when the pregame. Yeah, um, well, we are looking at a window probably about uh, seven p.m. Um, this evening. So we'll we'll that'll see. That'll be Eastern we're, time. Uh, that'll be uh, actually a Central time. So oh, Eastern Central. time will be a little just a little later. So. Okay. Yeah, that work. And this is they're going to be in the host hotel. Yeah. If you want to yeah. check this out? I want to yeah. kind of tease yeah. that out. You yeah. Get, well, like, yeah. You gonna get a vibe? Well, Jackson State is having a, a meet and greet uh, at the Hilton Atlanta tonight, and uh, what we are looking at uh, is uh, really showcasing our fan base and uh, showcasing our fan base is forever. The Sonic Boom of the South. I exactly. might slip my toe in there, but that man, they <laughs> go them voices. They're staying at the they hotel. Will, they will a take care of you. They do yeah. like to pass around. The exactly. A lot of alumni will be there, so we're looking forward to. 
uh, putting that uh, uh, show out there for our, our Jackson State fan base. And I tell you what, they will be here tonight in oh, Crows. They already here, man. Uh, getting right, exactly. They, they're already here. here. Yeah, they're already here. They're already here. Cut that out, man. Cut that out. <laughs> Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on YouTube again. Facebook, YouTube, Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Roy? Lecture. Dismiss.